This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. Did you ever fall in love with a voice? Did you ever play a record and just love every minute of it, not have any idea of what the person looked like who was pleasing you so much? I did, a few years ago. I fell in love with a record called Just In Time. Today, I had the pleasure of meeting the gentleman who is so great in the music world. His name is Buddy Greco. Hi, Buddy. Hi, Lucy. Thank you for the kind words. Well, that's true. I did fall in love with your voice. Thank you. I had no idea what you looked like. I know very little about your musical world. Since uh, meeting you, I'd like to know a little bit about Buddy the Man. Are you willing? Of course. Go. Okay. Are you married? Yes, I am. I'm married to uh, a very lovely woman who uh, used to be with Warner Brothers for, at one time. Her name was Danny Crane. And oh, we... Danny Crane. D-A-N-I. I remember the spelling. Right. Danny. Oh, she's very beautiful. Thank you. How long have you been married? Four years. And do you have any children? I have children from a previous marriage. I have a 17-year-old daughter, a 16-year-old daughter, and an 8-year-old son. That's quite a family. Where do they live? They live in, in, in Long Island. Uh-huh. And they all go to school? They go to school. My two girls made a couple of records with me a couple of years ago. Oh, they're musically inclined? Yes, they are. My son is crazy about the Beatles. Of course. Of course. And, in fact, uh, I did a command performance last year. In, Where? In England for uh -huh. the Queen. Oh, that command performance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are many, you know. And I was thrilled, Lucy. It was probably one of the biggest things, that it thrills I've ever had in my life. Of course. And the Beatles were on the show, and I became very friendly with them, and I took some pictures with them and gave them to my children. And uh, they're the rage of Farmingdale, Long Island, because their father was with the Beatles. You, know? you bet. What do they think about your wonderful career? How many... Uh, Millions of records do you feel that you have sold? Do you know? Well, I've been recording for uh, almost 17 years. Mm -hmm. And my first record sold a million and a half. I think I was about 16 years old. And uh, That's quite a start. Yeah, then I, I really didn't know what it was, Lucy, because I didn't want to be... I didn't want a trio. I had a trio for a long time. Then Benny Goodman asked me to join his band, which I did. And I, uh, I was singer, pianist, and arranger for four years. And uh, then for about eight years, nothing happened to me because my type of style, uh, I, I would like to think, uh, was a little advanced at the time. And people just didn't know what I was doing. Uh -huh. And about four years ago, I recorded an album in Chicago called My Buddy. And in the album was a song called Ladies of Tramp. And they released Ladies of Tramp as a single that sold over a million records. And I had uh, Around the World... This could be the start of something big, Mr. Lonely. I've had about uh, five big records the past couple of years. Your, uh, your children uh, think that that's kind of wonderful? Oh, they're very proud of me, sure. They better be. I fell in love with Just In Time, and it was about uh, five years ago, and I was thinking of going into a musical, and I knew nothing about singing, so I locked myself in a hotel room in New York for a while, and uh, listen to your records, Roberta Sherwood records, and Edie Gourmet records to teach me something about projecting and phrasing and whatnot. And I must Did say... Did it help? It helped. Sure, it helped. I got on with the show open, <laughs> and I got through the recording session, which I didn't believe was possible. That's great. Never having sung in my life, you know. I, I listened very 
um, carefully to you, your phrasing and everything. But now, back to Buddy, the man. You're married to Danny Crane now, right. one of the most beautiful girls in the entertainment world, I know. Is she still in the business, incidentally? No, she's not. Uh, we got married four years ago, and... Uh, she has quite a problem, not a problem, but I keep her pretty busy between playing golf and uh, a couple of businesses that we're in. Does she travel with you? Always. Lucy, I will never go anywhere without my wife uh, because I think uh, people should be together, and she's a very big help for me. What if uh, you had tiny children to worry about again? Well, we're trying to plan it so that uh, we will have children. When I Now I'm settled. I live in Los Angeles now, and... Uh, I want to eventually start doing some picture work, and I want to get on a couple of dramatic shows. And uh, when I do, we're going to build our home here, and then we're going to have our children. Well, you got it all planned out. Uh, Where, um, what kind of picture work have you done, or do you want to do? You know, it's funny. I, uh, I'm at the point in my career now, Lucy, that I have to do something, or I would like to do something that's going to be good for me. I would like to, even if it's for maybe three minutes, but if it's me and something that I believe in, because I firmly believe, and so does my manager and the people that I'm with, that they're, they're people looking for another Garfield type of an actor, which I, that's right. which I, I guess I resemble him, and which I would like to do, this type of a guy. What training have you had, buddy, in the acting profession? I've never had any training, Lucy. My, uh, my thought is that if you're a performer and you've been around as long as I have, which is about 20 years, that if you go on a stage and you're capable of doing an hour and a half show and doing six or seven different moods and you get people to a pitch, for instance, there's a song now that I do in the show, People, that uh, I do as a dramatic song where people are crying and it's got to the point now where even the fellas in a band, I was telling Gary, the fellas in a band stand up and clap. It's uh, you're acting six or seven different moods, and this, I think, because of being in my business, makes me more sensitive to the acting profession than, I think, another actor trying to start. I'm glad you answered it that way. I was hoping you would, but I didn't know if you would. Well, I agree you. with you. Thank you. I agree with you thoroughly. I think what you have done up to now is much better training than you could get any place. I think so. Any place in the world. And uh, you seem to have a very strong mind about what you, Buddy Greco, should do and should continue to do and what kind of a person he should be the type of person he should portray so i think you're on a very good starting ground and you're you look well you look you, your looks are the type that uh, i know women must fall down about oh, was it about always that. like this i understand you were heavier at one no time. lucy at one time i was very unhappy uh, i had a lot of problems with myself because uh, I know the talent that I have, like anybody knows if they're good in any business, and I thought that I had something to offer. And uh, I would always wind up working the little lounges while people who didn't have as much talent as I had would be working big lounges and selling a lot of records, and naturally that would hurt. And it got to be so bad that I lost my voice about six years ago, and uh, which was completely psychosomatic. I mean, I went to psychiatrists and everything else, and uh, I didn't have any security. I had nothing. My family life was bad, I didn't have any money, and uh, I just lost my voice. And to make a living, I wrote arrangements for Frank and Steve and Edie, for all the big stars, and uh, I would go around in the afternoon promoting songs that I wrote. And sometimes I'd make $100 a week, and sometimes I wouldn't have anything. But in the meantime, I would work in little clubs around New York just to, just to eat and just to live. And about five years ago, when I was at my lowest ebb, I got divorced and I was working in a joint in Chicago, and Danny was coming through Chicago uh, doing promotion on a picture that she just did, 
and she came into a little club, and this may sound corny, but it's true. I looked at a girl that I always dreamt that I would have liked to have, and I just completely fell in love with her. And, uh, and she, we became very good friends, and we started to go out together, and she completely turned me inside out. My values are different now. I'm more relaxed now, and uh, I don't have any problems financially now, and I think she is about 90% responsible for bringing my talent and my thinking out the way it is today. Well, that's quite a nice recommendation for a woman. That's a nice thing to well, say. That's true. That's what every woman would like to have said about them, besides being beautiful, and that they have helped a man that much. Well, she has, Lucy. Our time is up for today. Will you please be with me tomorrow? I'd this love is to. fascinating. I'd love to. Thank you. Thank I you. have been talking to Mr. Buddy Greco, and uh, this promises to be quite an interesting life story we're going to hear. Please be with us tomorrow. Right. Bye for now. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today, my guest is Mr. Buddy Greco, a very handsome young man, married to a very beautiful lady named Danny Crane, D-A-N-I, he hastens <laughs> to tell everyone the spelling. Uh, Buddy is a Columbia Record... Uh, artist. Artist. That's the word they yes, use. Yes, <laughs> that's the word they use, and I couldn't think of it. And uh, has been a favorite of ours for many, many years, has been a friend of Gary's for many years, and I just met Buddy for the first time the other day, and I was fascinated not only by the way he looks, but the way he sounds, and the sort of wonderful new man that he is. He told me he was. He's had a change of everything in the last few years, and it took you a long time to grow up, didn't it, Buddy? Yes, it did. Well, you know, where I come from in South Philly, Lucy, it's a, it's a jungle. It really was when I was a kid, and uh, my parents were very poor. And uh, in fact, uh, when I first started to play piano, I, I was about six years old, I, we didn't have a piano. How See, did I, you play piano without a piano? Well, I'll tell you, I have perfect pitch. Mm -hmm. I could tell any sound. And uh, one of the magazines many years ago carried in the folder, they carried a piano keyboard. Yes. And my father cut out the keyboard and pasted it on a table. And I would take lessons two times a week free because we couldn't afford it. And I knew where the notes were and I knew the sounds of the notes and I would go downstairs and practice on a table for three and four hours at a time. At what age was this? Six, uh, for two years. I didn't get a piano until we were eight. Isn't that miraculous? It's a true story and this, my fingers are like steel because all I know is how to, you know, I, practicing on this table. Hmm. I never heard of anyone That's starting true. like that. I guess if you have the urge, you can start anywhere. Sure. Anywhere at all. Isn't that marvelous? And so then? Well, uh, my father was a music critic for a long time. He probably has one of the greatest opera collections in the world. Oh. And I went to school in South Philly, a place called a settlement house, for people who could not afford lessons, but people who had talent. And some of the kids that I grew up with were people like... Uh, Eddie Fisher, uh, Four Aces, Sarah Vaughn, uh, Charlie Ventura, Buddy DeFranco. Uh, did they go to the settlement house? We all did. And there's a kid called Freddie Cocosa that I got in fights with, and his name turned out to be Mario Lanza. Yeah. Well, Freddie and I went all through school together. See, we had, uh, my father had a, a company. I was doing a radio show. At what age? Six. At six? Right, an, an Italian show. Oh, my, what do you mean, in Italian? All Italian. I knew how to speak Italian before I spoke English. And uh, 
we gave little operettas, and I had all leading roles. I had roles that used to last three hours. <laughs> this is true. Well, at six years old? Yes. We had about 15 people in our company. It was all for nothing. Nobody got paid. Uh-huh. One of the people who ran the show got an idea to start a school to develop the people who were on the show, like myself and Mario Lanza and so on. Good heavens, were they all six or seven or eight? We were all the same age, you know, six oh, seven years old. this is marvelous. Yeah, we all grew up together. Go ahead. And uh, they opened up the school, and we all went to school, you know, for nothing. And uh, all through school, I sang and played and acted and everything. And when I was 16, I made my first record, and I had to quit school because my parents were very ill. And uh, I traveled for a while, and then Benny Goodman heard about me and hired me for four years. Mm -hmm. And I worked, I've always worked and made a good living, Lucy, because I think to be a good entertainer is the basic thing in the business. Not anybody could go in and make a three-minute record, but to go out and entertain people for an hour, an hour and a half, is the greatest thing in the world, as far as I'm concerned. The records are only s that much gravy. Yes. So I, I always developed and I always made a very good living. And as I say, I knocked around for a long time and uh, didn't have any confidence in myself. And when I got married, my wife, Danny, that's D-A-N-I, folks. <laughs> she, <laughs> she kind of brought everything up. You started yesterday to tell me something, and you sidetracked very neatly. At one time, you were quite overweight, shall we say. Oh, yes. And well, you didn't tell me why. You said you were insecure. Well, and That's the reason why, Lucy. Does that some mean people, that you began to eat? Well, some people sleep when they're uh, insecure. Some people lose weight, I guess. Uh, I just kept eating. My mother's such a great cook, you know, coming from the old country. Are you and, fully uh, Italian, both sides? Completely. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time I guess I was frustrated, I just uh, went into the refrigerator and started to eat. I became like a horse, you know. You look great now. I feel marvelous. You can stay that way, I hope. I'm, in fact, I'm losing 10 more pounds. You just look marvelous. Thank you. Don't ever let that happen to you again. I don't think it will. I don't think you'll ever be that insecure again. Oh, I hope not. I think with the, uh, from, what I, from what Gary has told me about your musical background, you seem to have known uh, always um, how to do things and how to write the wonderful arrangements that the people were out doing and becoming big stars with, and you, and you uh, were responsible for them, and you could have been doing them yourself, but you were selling them to other, other people. Other people to make a living, that's but right. now, you well, still now, write for other people? Well, now I do it for kicks, Lucy. I've done uh, a couple of things for Frank, for Sinatra, and I've, uh, I'm in the process of doing something for Sammy now. I, I do this for fun. Uh, this is uh, my gesture. The, the first is if I, uh, if I go out and play golf, and some people give you golf clubs. So if mm -hmm. I'm with a performer and he enjoys my work, I'll write an arrangement for him. This is just hey, the thing that I love to do. Pretty good. I could have used you in Wildcat. I, used... <laughs> I just wrote a song with Cy Coleman. Son, really? I, yeah, son, I just did it. He's far out, isn't he? Yeah, he's... That's language I can't talk. He's a good musician. He's an excellent musician. So are you, Buddy Greco. Thank you. You are sensational. What's your favorite record you ever made? Gee, I really couldn't say, Lucy. There, records have certain meanings for me. I think Ladies of Tramp, because it took me out of the lounge into the big rooms, I think is my favorite as far as the business. But uh, I have a couple of ballads that I... Uh, that I that I've recorded that I like. I don't think everything, anything ever happened with it. One in particular that I've been singing for years, written by Bart Howard, who wrote Fly Me to the Moon and so on, a song called Let Me Love You, which is a favorite song of mine. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard you do that. Well, it's beautiful lyrics to it. Maybe just for me, you'll sing Just in Time someday. I'd love to. 
Because I sat in a hotel room, as I said yesterday, and just listened to your records. Your records, Roberta Sherwood records, and Edie Gourmet records, probably with some of your arrangements, so that I could learn something about phrasing and and uh, being able to get up there and start the musical Wildcat that I did. I didn't know anything about singing, so I was very grateful to you for singing out and being as easy to enjoy as you were. The projection that you give a song, the meaning that you give your lyrics, that was what was important to me, not knowing anything about how to go at it. Well, lyrics are very important, as you know, which I never knew. You know, I used to be a musician singer, and until uh, the time came where I got hurt, uh, in love and so on, and we have an expression in our business. You really don't become a man or a woman until you get a couple of wrinkles around your eyes. Yes. And uh, when this happened, then music really didn't mean that much. Is lyrics, that so? the lyrics, are what count. I don't sell a song now by singing a song. I like to sing a lyric. Meaningful this is, lyrics. Exactly. I would imagine you had always been like that. Uh, you talked uh, yesterday, you mentioned that you were going to do some picture work and you had some ideas of what it would be like, and I agree, you are the John Garfield type, so I hope something like that comes back in vogue, we'll say. I hope so. Um, because John did many different type things. He uh, not only looked a certain way, which was different from other leading men, but he was of an era that perhaps... Uh, will be good again. I don't know. I I'm not so. saying the gangster era. I'm not saying that because it wasn't all No, that. he had a charm about him that was... It was a different kind amazing. of uh, young man. Well, buddy, I've enjoyed talking with you very much, and I love having you be a neighbor. Thank you very here, much, and I Lucy. hope we see you and Danny often. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. I have been talking to Mr. Buddy Greco. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.